Greetings, mortals. Welcome to Heimdall's home. This is Celtic God speaking. With me today is Hans Hugren. Um, like the antlered one, he's still here at the moment, but he's going to be leaving uh, here in a little bit. So we're not, I'm not going to guarantee if he's even going to say a single word. Um, how you doing, Hans? Oh, I'm all good. Hope everyone else is as well. Yeah, it's just a uh, stack teaming today, uh, from what I can tell, or predominantly. Yeah, um, well, before we really get going into this, into today's topic, I want to thank uh, Lil Joe for all the wonderful emails um, that she sends. And, uh, yeah, it, it's great. Keep that up. It, it really motivates us to, to keep going. We really appreciate it, along with anybody else that messages us, because we've been the messages have been kind of increasing. Yeah, thank you very much, Lil Joe. And uh, I'm here. And the songs, the singing, oh, my God. Goodness. <laughs> uh, a good uh, Germano-Celtic woman singing for CG was uh, very yeah, there's, nice. There's reasons why I don't, why I don't email. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I won't be here long. I'm just saying, hey, uh, I have a job interview for a full-time work. but the, So I will probably, if I get the job, not be able to do the weekday shows for the foreseeable future. Right. But I will... But we will be able to do a bit more because we'll have more uh, fluid cash to work on projects. Right. And well, that and um, um, if it does turn out to be that way, we'll just end up filling, uh, recording some of our normal conversations at night, and I'll, I'll throw well, my yeah, thing. So nobody forgets who the antlered one is. Well, I'll still show up on Sundays, and uh, I will be home at five, so we could do some pop-ups. But right. it will be. Um, I will effectively be rendered down to guest status. Uh, for a few months while I'm working that. Job. Well, if things go the way that you're hoping. Yes. Well. It, well, actually, if things go the way that we're, that we're hoping, then a uh, uh, big dividends check will be coming in from the first magazine, and then, then we might issue. be able to get Aethelwolf out of there. Right. But right. well, if everything went absolutely perfect, we'd be able to get Aethelwolf out of South Africa, and we'd be able to once again focus full time on this. But. Uh, it, like everybody else, we do what we have to do. We do what we do and let the chips fall where they may. Um, I, also good news, uh, me and Nathan Wolf were down to one article. And, and the contents page. And, and the contents page, and then the magazine will be headed out to the publishers. So well, hopefully in, it, in, yeah. in a week or two, um, it should actually be available for, for uh, sale. Because we got another day, maybe two days um, worth of work to do on it, and then... A week or two after that, hopefully it's it's actually printed and for sale because the the publishers they gotta do publishing stuff to it as well. So it, it's not like oh it'll be out in three days. No, no, don't want to get everybody that excited. Well, and uh, since I won't be able to take too much part in the conversation, I will, however, leave anybody who's interested in studying the bear cult. So far, I've had two books on them. One is barely readable, and the other one is really good. Oh wow. Yeah, Southern Nordic did it. With, with, with a ninja guinea. Yeah, he got he us says, a car. keep it up, fellas. He got us a, a tiny ninja car. Uh, I'm just, wow. 
Yeah, thank you very much. Um, any, anyways. What I was getting at is, um, uh, just to give you something helpful mm-hmm. uh, before we start. Uh, Bear by Wolfie Storl. This is a good book. There's some Universalist crud in it, but it's got a lot of good information. However, Bears by Burned Bruner, whose name I think literally means Bear Bear, uh, is terrible. Don't buy it. <laughs> Perfect. So that's probably the book of recommendations that you should give because everybody's always asking for book recommendations. You should probably actually do a don't bother reading this book. Don't bother reading this book. Oh, yeah. I mean, it'd be a really long list, really. Oh, yeah. Well, and the thing is, like, even some of the bad books, because even that book, uh-huh. um, before you guys get into the Well, look, topic, like we always say, you can find a nugget of gold in a, in a big pile of shit. Well, I found out that the Dravidians are scared of sloth bears, and I'm like, what are you, pussies? Yeah, the thing is literally the size of a dog. It's not even, like, an imposing dog. No, no. I'd be more worried of, uh, like, a... Uh, well, I looked up an adult sloth bear because a lot of times they'll show cubs or half-grown bears and, and put that as the image for an adult one. Um, so I looked up an adult sloth bear. I wouldn't be afraid to fight one unarmed. Yeah, because they, they, the way they present them is like they're about the size of uh, northern bears. Like you look at Baloo. Right, yeah. But no, they're, they're like they're, half the they're size. They're tiny. They're, they're dog size. You probably have a dog bigger. Uh, the people with big dogs, your dog is probably actually bigger than a sloth bear. I mean, yes, it's if it's a if it is actually a bear and not just a bear like thing. It's, I think it's probably mus- a bear like thing. Its musculature would still make it be able to beat the dog. It's like how a beaver can beat a dog. Right. Yeah. Uh, well. Yeah. Because the skeletal and muscular structure. But I don't know that much about them. But based off from just the sheer size of it, I wouldn't be afraid to fight it unarmed. I mean, the, they try to make it look imposing. Every picture that I found until I found, uh, I had to dig. I had to actually dig to find a picture of an adult sloth bear next to something so I could get a sense of scale. But all the pictures try to make it seem like it's like this grizzly bear size. No. Well, and to tie this all into the actual subject that we want, that you guys wanted to talk about before I head out the door. Um, oh, and uh, by, by the way, too, again, before you finish up... Um, we might have um, uh, guest uh, guest spots of the maintenance crew because they decided to mow just before the show started. So, yeah, it, it's the way life is. Anyways, what was you going to say? I was going to say, one of the dangers of a quiet life is that you don't really realize how the world actually is. Like, if you said sloth bear and you said, oh, you've seen the Jungle Book, it's like Baloo. You'd think that a sloth bear is enormous. You'd also think it was the wrong color, because yeah. blue is also not the right color for a sloth bear. No. And then you or the the patterning. Yeah, and it's it's one of those things where people. It's like how most people think black bears aren't very big. Mm-hmm. Right, and I finally found found some imagery with scale, so you could see just how big they are, and you was kind of shocked at how big black bears get. Oh yeah, they're about as big as brown bears. Yeah, um, but. That is one of the dangers of a quiet life is you, other people are able to form your opinion of things for yourself. It's like China. If you looked at the media on China, it's a beautiful place. It's a beautiful place with an ancient history and a thriving economy and we should all respect it. Until you, you know, see the the baby mice getting dipped in soy sauce alive or the bat soup or... You know the the death camps and right until you see the reality of it. Yeah, 
And that is one of the dangers of a quiet life is you forget the reality. And that doesn't mean live in fear or live in dread. It merely means that it doesn't matter how nice and peaceful the Shire is when the orcs show up. Yeah. All right, and then... And uh, it also doesn't stop them from, from approaching. And if you don't bother sticking your head up and looking around, you don't notice until they're on your doorstep. Precisely. And with that, I got to go... Make sure I've got the right address. So I will leave you and Hans to talk about the dangers of a quiet life. Uh, I look forward to listening to it later and probably might show up before you're done. So, uh, yeah, um, what what prompted this conversation actually was a video that Hans released earlier today. Um, If you kind of want to give a rundown on that, Hans. Um. I mean, you don't have to repeat the whole thing, just the, the general gist of it. The gist of it is essentially, there is the, the, the angle from where I come from in my video specifically is that we all know people like that. They are basically harmless. They just want to live life on their own terms. They want to stick to their own house, their own garden, their own family, their own friends. And the rest of the world... They don't want anything to do with it, for you know, and it doesn't even matter why, because they're just so focused on their own life. And in and of itself, that is okay. However, indeed, uh, to you know, as far as the uh, as far as the analogy that I ran with, a river gets poisoned by a company. People living along the river now need aid from a village that lives uh, 15 miles away who isn't directly affected well and the people in that village are those types and they say hey it's not our fault the river got poisoned solve it on your own yeah leave me alone leave me alone i'm just doing my thing yeah and it's not that they are harming the the river folk in any way so to say but it is nonetheless that if only they had stood up they might have stopped the company because as I then continue with the analogy in the little video, yeah, the river becomes poisoned, nature starts to turn into a desert, and eventually the desert reaches the village, and now they themselves are in trouble. And they could have stopped it before it even uh, hit their door, uh, their their doorstep, so to say. Mm-hmm. A little bit of a decent enough rundown <laughs> yeah it, it's it's a fair enough rundown yeah that way uh, people are inclined to go watch your video but it was it was interesting enough that uh yeah i felt the overwhelming need to talk about this a little bit more today go a little bit more in depth where you, you see it in our circles all the time people and i even mention it all we want is to be left alone that's it we don't really want to control anybody. We don't want to tell other people what to do, what not to do. We just want to be left the hell alone. However, if there's some people that are in a position where they can actually pursue that. And all they ask is to be left alone. But the danger of it is, is then you don't see the approach of the orcs. You let the neighboring villages crumble and fall because it doesn't directly affect you. But the the reality of it is, is it's coming. Like with the, sorry, with the the village and the, the uh, polluted river. Eventually, that pollution moves upstream. It always starts off washing away, and it, it's not a big deal. Well, that 
that's not my problem. Just leave me alone. I'm just doing my thing. I have nothing to do with that. I'm not doing it. And then the, the pollution creeps its way up the river uh, because it'll, it'll turn into more and more and more and nature can only walk, uh, clean up so much at a time. Uh, yeah, uh, next thing next thing they know is it's actually their problem. They're like, why won't anybody help me? Well, why wouldn't you help out before it got that bad? Why did what? Why did you, dear villager, say, well, it's not my problem. Leave me alone. I'm just doing my thing. Yeah, it ends. It ends up being that a lot of people today, they live that. They live in that fashion. They just, again, they, they, some of them are absolutely ignorant about anything that happens outside of their immediate life. And you can't really blame them for that. But there are plenty of people who do know that situations, that the situation uh, is getting worse and worse. That is to say, we see uh, more, uh, we see the, the creeping influence of government for example, trying to assert more laws than, you know, just jam it down our throats. We see these uh, anti-white gangs uh, getting, you know, getting political power, getting social power, you know, guilt well, tripping people. And, and, and honestly, I would say what's more detrimental than, than these anti-white people are the people that do nothing. Well, yeah, that's where I was going with it. So while all of that is going on, there is in this very moment, and I hope you realize, uh, for everyone that's listening, I hope you realize that there is people right now who are just sitting, you know, uh, what you might say, they're just living their own lives, hoping it's not going to come to them. And they are definitely not going to uh, reach out and try to put a stop of it themselves. And that cannot be acceptable behavior. That is because... These same people, they are the vast majority of people. And they can put a stop to this, you know, with such a quickness that you that your head would spin. Provided they all do it, and provided they do it all quickly. Around the, at the same time, if you will. Or in the same time range. If all these people who would be sitting now, I don't know, tending their garden, uh, looking out for the, for the children, uh doing their job, whatever it is, if all these people, <laughs> this Saturday, so to say, or Sunday, those who have to work on a Saturday, if they would just, in that same weekend, would say, okay, now enough is enough, they can put a stop to that with such a quickness, you'd have no idea. You wouldn't believe it. But it does take them to have that extra weight on their shoulders, that they are unwilling to have on their shoulders. And here is the thing, that weight is... <laughs> that's actually the illusion, because the weight is there, because they're constantly, in the back of their heads it goes, that they're, they're stressed about it, they're worried about it, and they just want to scratch at that yet that other day of peace for themselves, whereas if you would just do a reach out, if you would put a stop to all of this misery that's, you know, going on that will that will reach your doorstep it will happen it's well, not an if it's when yeah well, i was just going to say you, you see it in all kinds of environments where somebody screams what does everybody do put dip their head down and keep doing what they're doing 
Nobody, in general, people don't go find out what caused the scream. Was, uh, some people will even turn around and basically flee the area. This Because they, they just want to be left alone. I'm doing my thing. Uh, I'm a good person. Leave me alone because I don't get involved. I just mind my own business. Well, sometimes you need to not mind your own business. That's the thing. And then the question is, are you really a good person if you just mind your own business only? In and of itself, it's a good thing, I suppose. But when... When there are people being hurt, when a society is, you know, when societies are becoming more and more, are turned more into more and more into tyrannical police states, uh, where you know we all know it that uh, people of European descent, whites, Hyperboreans, we are becoming pariahs in our own, yeah, not only in the nations of our forefathers that they built, in in the yeah, but also, you know, just wherever, we are going to end up with nothing. We're, we're going to end up with nothing. And if these same people who would just sit back, scratching out, you know, just that extra day of being able to just sit in their couch, so to say, or just sit in the garden or whatever it is that they want to do in their personal lives, if these same people just said, enough is enough, we're going to do something, be creative about it, I'm not, yeah, and, and it can be peaceful as can be, just raise your voice and tell these loudmouthed monsters that are hurting, that are looting, that are burning, that are murdering, and worse, if they would just say to them, okay, you're gonna vanish behind bars, the people who allowed you to run free are gonna get kicked from their offices, uh, we're, you know, we lay down all the works, whatever it's going to be, whatever it takes, until society is cleaned up again. Right. Well, and, and not to get all political about it, but it's like that um, the guy that you showed me that um, where the police beat him for uh, refusing to wear a mask and he was serving people outside of his restaurant and whatever country that was in. And was the police. The oh, the Netherlands. And the police themselves are like, but we're just doing our job. Leave us alone. I, d I try not to bother anybody. Uh, they're making excuses. It's the same excuses. It's just geared the other way. Well, I'm just doing what I'm told. I'm just doing my job. Leave me alone. I'm just trying to, to basically leave, lead a quiet life, and this is what I do as a job. Leave me alone. Don't blame me. Don't blame me. Because effectively, that's what leading a quiet life comes down to is, the, the person is like, don't blame me for the problems of the world or anything that's going on and, and not doing anything because I'm just, leave me alone. I'm just leading a quiet life. That makes me a good person. Which, yes, but also <laughs> no. Yeah, and uh, as far as that example goes, um, these officers, they did beat him up. Like, they act no reason for it the guy was being absolutely reasonable he was calm he just spoke you know, he spoke truth of the matter and uh, and here's the thing all those others who were there the people who would say no no i just want to stick to my own life you know let him be the hero right if they in that instant had just i mean they were living a quiet life they watched it happen 
watched it happen. And guess what? You think everything is resolved now? No. Now an innocent man is in legal trouble for doing what? Actually standing up for, for himself and for them. For all these people who didn't return the favor. Mm-hmm. What does that say well, about them? Uh, well, and, and as far as that goes, then I gotta give props to, to the guy that basically took the beating because he still stood his ground. He still stood his ground. And it's not about shaming people for not doing anything. That that's not what this is about. It's there is a danger in not doing anything and trying to lead that quiet life. We all want the quiet life. We we really do. I, I don't know anybody that's like, oh yes, I want to see what kind of trouble I can stir up today. Um, we that's all that we want is to be left alone. Unfortunately, we have to stand up and stand together and actually do things. Which isn't actually leading a quiet life to get moving in a positive direction. That, that doesn't mean that we have to, you know, put on the Batman costume and run out there and. and... No, no, that's, that's not that's not what we're saying. But there is a danger to living a quiet life, and part of that danger is, is when this comes to your doorstep. Will anybody notice, or will they be too busy leading a quiet life themselves? It's only quiet until malicious people come and disturb it, disrupt it. And, but again, you know, it's like a, the build-up of all of them been saying now has been... If these same people would just say, no, I want to live my quiet life, would actually say, you know what, the next week, only the next week, for example, I'm going to stand up against all of this and I'm, I'm gonna stand up for our people I'm gonna stand up for a to you know regain a decent society I'm or just back people that's actually trying to do something that's another thing because we're, we're we're not being quiet even just putting out the magazine uh, because it's it's basically glorifying our people while well, that paints a target on our heads you don't have to be the one in the forefront screaming like a maniac but support the people that actually are doing something, and it at least starts us going in the right direction. More people, more people join up. The more people that join up and is supporting, the the more that we can actually get done. And that, that's not like a sales pitch. I don't mean that as a sales pitch. I don't care what it is. If it's cleaning up the park or the wildlife, one person can can do something. Um, but let's say. He doesn't have uh, trash bags or, or the pokey stick or whatever. He's out there cleaning it up. Um, what happens when somebody provides something for him to do it? Or they go out there and actually physically help him? How long until all the trash is picked up? And the, the more and more people that do it, the more and more people that will join up, the more and more people, or the more and more stuff can be done. And it can still be done living a quiet life. You don't have to go start shit, but you have to be able to identify shit and be willing to actually do something. Otherwise, nothing changes. Yeah, you can be... I mean, <laughs> let's go with the Lord of the Rings analogy. Okay, so a bunch of... Um, uh, oh, I forgot what name they were given in the books. So you have these... Uh, these never-do-wells who are in service of Saruman and they go to the Shire because Saruman in his pettiness ordered the Shire to be taken over and 
even if it's not about just the hobbits jumping out of their holes uh, and just immediately, you know, militiaing up and just hate, you know, giving these uh, villains a barrage of uh, of rocks or whatever it's going to be. It can be something simple as that the the villains, uh, yeah, they they establish kind of a foothold in the Shire, and now they have to uh, convince the the local hobbits of yeah we need food we need shelter we need uh, firewood whatever it's going to be and the hobbits are just saying uh well buddy you may actually try to force me with violence but i'm a farmer if you hurt me if you kill me whatever you you're not gonna be fed anyways and guess what i'm not gonna feed you i'm not gonna plant anything this year and maybe my fellow hobbits and I will starve, but you will starve right along with us. And then, you know, the other, you know, the hobbits that are living in the more safer areas can be like, hey, have you heard, you know, uh, Farmer Maggot, <laughs> he refuses to, he refuses to feed these villains. But we can send this family stuff, or we can say, hey, send your family to us, you know, so they'll, they'll still be good. And just let these, these scumbags uh, starve wherever they are, wherever they're holed up. It's not even about active, you know, and then these, what are these villains supposed to do? Well, the only choice for them is then to leave again. Or they can get violent, but then they show their hand immediately. And that didn't, then self-defense is uh, established. <coughs> oh, sorry, caught something in my throat. But yeah, to go with such an example. And it is how uh yeah a certain 20th century uh attempted empire fell it didn't fall because of extreme violence or whatever no it fell because people stopped oiling the machines people stopped showing up at work people stopped planting uh more than for their own personal uh, for their own families in the fields right people stop supporting that nonsense yes. and that in and of itself is powerful this is also something about hyperboreans in general look at how crazy productive we are that is a certain amount of control right there that we can assert as a, as a race that yeah there is nothing else that these others can do. They, they'll try to mimic it for a time. They may try to force us by, you know, shoving guns in our faces or on our backs. And then what? They can't kill us because then they will not have anything anyways. Then it's certainly over. Instead, now they're forced to negotiate or to bugger off. People seem to forget that a lot of what's going on today, we have to admit it, a lot of it is our own damn fault because we keep contributing to a system that's choking us to death. Or, like the people that we're talking about, they just sit back and let it all happen around them. Because they themselves aren't immediately influenced until that one day comes that they will be. And another part of living a quiet life is people stop asking questions. And then if they do bother asking a question, they just take the first answer offered, which is usually given by uh, by our, our enemies in this position, or in this case, and then they just run off with it. They're like, oh, okay. Because they're just trying to live a, a quiet life, which is understandable. I, I don't know anybody that doesn't want a quiet life. Who here doesn't just want to have a quiet life 
um, out in the countryside with their with their family and raise their kids and just be content. There's there's nothing wrong with desiring that, but when when actions are being taken against us, we have to be able to set that to the side. I really wish that we could all just go be the hobbits in Shire. I really do. But we, we we need to at least be be willing to stand up and point and say that is wrong. Yeah, and here's the thing though, it is possible to achieve that in the future. We we will still see that in our own lifetime if enough people actually support those who are doing something and keep things healthy and just quit the damn politics already. It's such a poison right. well. Well, I was, trying I, to, I was trying to start these uh, these villages. That is an attempt at a quiet life. We know that we're probably going to be pursued, but we're still trying. And it'll at least get us together so that when our, our hand is forced, if they're silly enough to force our hands, then we're in a position to do something about it because we aren't scattered all over the place. We're together. We have neighbors that care about us, neighbors that we care about. Yeah, create. That's the whole point. And, and let's be honest. If they if they if they leave us alone, what would we do in these villages? Absolutely nothing. We would just live a quiet life <laughs> if they leave us alone. Let's be honest. Just mind their own business, essentially. Yeah. It'd be like, oh, the world's on fire. Uh, oh, it's them. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> oh, it's one of our villages. Now we need to go do something. But it's it's one of these big urban cities is on fire. Yeah, whatever. It's fine. Because and let's be honest, that's the way that we would react. Even if it is, you know, even if you don't like the next village, that is actually uh, how our people have thrived and survived for as long as it has until we suddenly have all these foreign influences, you know, forced upon our people, uh, let's say a thousand years ago, or in some regions, 1500 years, whatever. Um, you know, you would have had villages, and yeah, people from these villages they would, uh, they would fight with one another. They couldn't possibly stand one another in some cases. But then, when there is a third party that has no business being there, messes with one of one or the other village, yeah, even those who can't stand one another are going to stand together. That's something that we can regain. We're, you know, there is no promise that. Oh, we'll never fight again, we'll never butt heads again. No, that's that's an impossible standard. And guess what? It's not even necessary. Right, well, and we'll I mean, like, uh, we get the villages going. I would hope that everybody could... Uh, let's use this magic number, that which it, it isn't a real number. I've already broken it down for some people why it's not a real number. But this magic number that floats around the internet of 250. We have a village of 250 people. I hope at least 247 of them can live a quiet life. The odds are against that, but it is my hopes, honestly, that we could just get together and do things and be left alone and raise our families and be content with each other. It's not likely, but it is actually one of my hopes. And then I left room for the three people that just want to, I don't know, climb the mountain and go run naked through the field screaming like a maniac, maybe even be silly and set their hair on fire and then wonder why they got burned. Because you're always going to have those people too. But hey, if that's what they want to do, whatever. As long as you aren't setting my house on fire or, or my neighbor's house on fire, I don't really care. Yeah, the entire point being is 
yeah, uh, for those, it is, it's really something to look at, I suppose, because it's this quiet majority, the sleep giant, if you will, or let's say it's the main body of the sleeping giant because the limbs are stirring well enough. It's, it's when that can be, yeah, when you can go to such people and say, hey, come on, you know, you want, I know, we all want a peaceful life. But you have to actually earn it. And that's a big one. Now, and, and this, this is also something that I find to have be a strong argument with some of them, is when you present to them, hey, okay, you're living your own life, you can still do that, but for how long? A week, a month, maybe a year? And let's, let's face it, with how it's uh, with how the situation is looking, it's not gonna be it's not gonna be that long anymore. Uh, without you know, it doesn't need to go into an extreme catastrophe. But you know, petty law by petty law, and just more and more corrupt people in places of power. <laughs> yeah, how long is that gonna go? Keep going, for things completely unhinged. And here is the thing. These people who are scratching their extra two, three days, their extra week, their extra month out, constantly worried in the back of their heads that it's gonna end. If you can present to them is that, why don't you just bite through the sour apple? Why don't you just take that extra bit of work? I know it's tough, life is hard, but take that extra bit of work, commit to it by supporting people, by doing something yourself, whatever it's going to be. And once you've done that, and enough others do it as well, then you may change the then you may change everything for the better. Right. Well and I want to read a comment. I'm not gonna drop the name of who said it in the live chat, but uh, it's brought up that one can expose the anti whites behavior and those taking away freedom and not even show their face when doing it. This is true. However Eventually, somebody has to step up and do something because if they don't, the enemy don't care what you say. What What is the, the ultimate, um, uh, uh, it's, it's a Starship Troopers thing, uh, force is the ultimate authority. So if it's never backed up, if nobody does anything, it's not going to stop. Somebody eventually <laughs> is going to have to stand up and do something and it's far more uh, valid I guess or, or forceful is the, the real word that it's looking for if a hundred people or a thousand people or ten thousand people or a hundred thousand people step up instead of just one it's great if one person stands up it is a hundred thousand times more great if a hundred thousand people stand up it is far more likely to stop because you can point at something Forever, which is, this is how you get people aware uh, of what's going on. But eventually, something has to be done. And the danger of living a quiet life is you always end up waiting for somebody else to do it. Somebody else will do it. Uh, well, nobody's going to come save us. We have to save ourselves. That's all there is to it. Your complex. That's uh, that's a big excuse for many to sit to sit and do nothing. But what I wanted to end is, so you have these people who. Um, before you get into that, um, hold your thought. I'm going to cut for a commercial break. 
So when you come back, you can you can hear what Hans was going to say about about some people. All right, what was, what was you going to say, Hans? And here is the thing. This is this is something that hopefully lights a few candles in people's minds who you know live by that attitude. It's that if you resolve everything together with everyone else who's now just sitting on a sofa day in day out so to say and that's a bit crude because that's not the reality but we're going with that for now to keep it simple when the corruption is gone when corrupt politicians you know maybe even just politics in and of itself is just considered yeah this trash doesn't work it never has worked and it will continue to attract the corrupt we'll find something else maybe even go back to tribes who knows it's not, you know, we survived like that for half a million years, up until the last, what, 2,000 years, maybe? Well, less than, but yeah, let, let's let's yeah. give it the, the benefit and we'll stretch it out to 2,000 years. Whatever, just to, to give it a number, 2,000, right? Since we stopped doing that, everything seemed, it was, you know, started going downhill, essentially. Maybe it's worthwhile that we don't say... Okay, we've done it. It doesn't work. It's absolute trash. We're going back to the good old days. And guess what? That doesn't mean that you need to give up any particular technology or whatever. That is just that is just a, a, a pathogen that bad people want to put in your head to keep you afraid of doing the right thing, so they can maintain their control, a little power hole, so you will. And then, when everything is resolved. When you live out your own life, on you know, by your own terms, with your friends, with your family, you know, with your pets, then, then you can actually have that peace of mind, and then you can actually enjoy the quiet life, because the people who are trying to hold on to it now, they're not enjoying themselves. It's more akin to, yeah, the situation is. Uh, like someone is <laughs> in the middle of the ocean, is about to drown. The water is up to his uh, up to his uh, armpits, let's say. He's floating around, and people throw him a lifeline, and he's holding on to the lifeline. You know, he's just holding on. Okay, can't can't blame you for doing that. But if you now also would just kick your legs, so you can go towards the the people who hurled the line. But then there is. And then compare that to the difference of, well, someone who is just on a, one of these inflatable animals uh, in a pool. That's the comparison, really, as far as the quiet life goes. The one is, the one situation is someone who knows that, you know, anything bad can happen at any moment. But oh well, so long as he has the lifeline, he's gonna hold on. Well, to me, the the, the quiet life. To me, the quiet life is much like comfort. It's something that should always be pursued, but never actually quite attained. Because if you live a quiet life, then, um, because my my friends I've had, they're quite noisy. Um, they're, sometimes they're bothersome. Um, but if I have an actual quiet life, then I don't have those friends around me that, to help me do the things I need to do. That And while it's true, they don't bother me to not help them do things I don't want to do. Um, but the point is, is they're not there because I'm living such a quiet life. So a quiet life is actually one of the, the major dangers of a quiet life is solitude. It's the only way to achieve an actual quiet life 
is solitude. And that has its own inherent danger. And that's taking it all the way to this other end of the spectrum, away from what's going on. Um, if you got a cabin out in the woods all by yourself and you lived a truly quiet life, you would be alone for the rest of your life. And this might sound appealing, especially given how busy and hectic life is. But given enough time, that begins to chew on you. And then what if you get sick? What if you get injured? You're leading such a quiet life, nobody will ever know. So even if aside from today, a quiet life, it's something that should be pursued, yes. But it's something that should never actually be attained because should you actually attain it, now it's a whole different kind of danger. Well, not in and of itself, but it's the, yeah, it's the outside world, right? You need a bit of both. You need to have that that place for yourself in the world where you can actually you just be content. But the outside world is going to be the outside world. And if you remain in your bubble, as some people reference it as, yeah, someone is going to come burst it with a quickness. Because that's just, that's just how it is. That's how it's always been. And to run away from that fact, now there, yeah, essentially that's what gets, um, yeah, as far as historical examples go, that's how uh, mass graves get filled. Most of those people in those graves were people that just sat in their homes and did nothing while, <laughs> while others actually tried. Don't need to believe me, but I much rather have I'd much rather have it that we speak about this now so that hopefully people spread the word a little bit or you know just show this video to people or just the stream pardon uh, the, the podcast share, share yeah, the podcast Ron so that they can understand the danger of not getting involved and again that doesn't mean that you have to suit up like Batman and rush out to the front because really Batman if you think about it in the real life in the real world would suck I mean, think about all the explosions, the car wrecks, how much how much life is uh, put in danger but uh, due to his actions that wouldn't otherwise be in danger. But then, two, why is he in a position where he feels the need to do this? It's because the, the everybody else is they're too busy lead, trying to lead a, a quiet life. Head down, just keep moving forward. Everything's going to be fine. And I want to respond to uh, Moy because he brought up that the, the gods are on, on our side. This is true. The gods aren't going to save us in the literal sense. The, the gods being on our side, they're, they're to inspire us to stand up and do something ourselves. They are to inspire us and to help us learn who we are as a people so that we ourselves can do. Because if they did it for us, uh, where is our value in this equation? So, yes, the, the gods are there. They are on our side, but they are not going to come down to, or come, come down, come into this plane of reality, draw their swords, stride, stride forward and on their own, save us. It is up to us to save ourselves. They're there. They're, they're in a position to inspire us, to root us, to remind us of who we are at our core so that we can do it ourselves. So, again, Nobody is coming to save us. 
It's not that they're not there. It's not that they're not important. But they aren't going to do it for us. I, I mean, if you have to um, lift up a, 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 a wall, I guess, um, ask any one of the deities to do it for you and uh, step, step back and sip a cup of coffee and see if that wall just raises itself up. They're not going to do it for us. What they might do, though, is inspire you to go get some friends to help you lift that wall up. I, I hope that makes sense. And, and really, it, it's up to us. And it's scary. I understand this is, this is scary. And again, we don't have to be the Batman. We don't have to be, um, what's another one without superpowers? Uh, we don't have to be Daredevil. We don't have to be... Um, Punisher? Yeah, we don't have to be the Punisher. What we need to do is, part of it is helping make other people aware that, yes, people notice. You're not alone. You're not crazy and realizing that this stuff is going on. But we need to start moving and working together, doing something. And my ultimate hope is that we can get together and the world says, oh, hey, you know what? All on its own. The magic wand gets waved and everybody's like, oh, hey, you know what? Well, we're all being stupid. Let's all just go back to our own corners and leave each other alone. It's probably not going to happen, but man, it'd be nice. If you know where that magic wand is, let me know. See, but that's like arguing with a parasite. You're sucking your blood out. Hey, can you please leave? Yeah, what is the parasite going to do? <laughs> I mean, let's be realistic here for a minute, right? And uh, But here is the thing, though. As a host, you can find ways so the parasite simply doesn't get any of your blood. Mm -hmm. And what is the parasite then forced to do? There's only two options left for it then. Well, and, no, and here's the other thing too, just to get a little weird because uh, uh, we, we drug the gods into this. The gods are fighting their own war as well because our, our realms echo each other. So they're fighting their own war. We're fighting ours, uh, each doing it in whatever way they can. And we might want to rush to the, the aid of the gods and provide a massive army for them in their realm, but we can't. They can't do that for us. It's just the way that reality works. Um, I mean, who knows? Um, maybe they won't. Maybe they could, and they choose not to. Maybe if they tried, reality would get split. And, you know, the, the sky tears and the, the world cracks. And the, Who knows? That's a possibility. I ain't never seen one walk physically on this earth. But even then, how much could they actually do for us? And why would we even ask them to? They're busy doing their own thing. Don't even... Now we have the ability to put a stop to all of this nonsense. Right, we can right, do we... it. We just have to make work of it. That's the entire point of, I suppose, this, uh, this podcast specifically. To lay that out. And it requires that, you know, you motivate people who... And just make them realize this. If you want to live the quiet life, do it with peace of mind, and that means that you're gonna have to stand up for a short while. It needn't be, yeah, and you do it with the qualities that you have. If you're a good talker, do it by talking. If you're, uh, ah, again, if you're a good electrician, do it by being a good electrician. I, uh, you know, mind is the limit. Well, and, and, oh, and stop taking the bullshit. 
We're not saying that you got to start shit. Just stop taking it. If, if um, I don't know, if you're an electrician, I guess, and then somebody wants to pay you $100,000 for a $100 job, but then you got to kneel down and apologize for being white and claim supremacy of the POCs, don't take that $100,000. Just refuse. Be like, well, get one of your POCs to do it. They're better at it. Remember, they're superior. Because we could have sold out. We, we could have already sold out. Won't do it. So, again, we don't have to start anything. All we have to do is just not accept the bullcrap. And it's, it does lead to a little bit of noise and ripples in your life, but you have to draw the line and, and stand by it. Draw the line and, and figure out what it is that you're willing to endure and not willing to endure. Draw that line in the sand and stand there and guard that line. Yeah. <laughs> uh, have we actually? Yeah, I don't think I have much else to add to this that I can immediately think of. It's it's really about just motivating people, motivating yourself again, uh, and even if it is just by supporting others who are trying to do something, but make a damn stand. You. Why would you, uh, uh, this is perhaps also a good question, why would someone allow him or herself to go through the torture of suffering the insufferable? Meaning these uh, loud mouth, uh, good for nothings, who, you know, yeah, like, <laughs> like in the US, they burn, loot and murder, as they are now nicknamed. Well, and even without the burning, looting and murdering, I've seen quiet people trying to lead a quiet life, and these are decent, decent people. Where you you see the guy getting pushed around by somebody that's loud and aggressive, and they just keep taking it, and they keep taking it, and they keep taking it, even though they don't deserve it, because they just want to be left alone. And it continues to happen, even if other people step in on his behalf. It just doesn't happen when those other people are around. But as soon as they're by themselves, the pushing begins again, the shoving begins again. Until, they're, until they stand up and say, hey, this is enough, and then they, they sock the guy in the mouth. If at least fight back, even if they lose, but show that they are willing to fight back. And if they lose, they might have to, have to lose two or three times until the other guy says, yeah, it's just not worth it. Every time I try pushing this guy around, I end up with a black eye, a broken nose, my, my lip is split, and then I gotta explain that it comes from this guy that just lets me push him around. Eventually, you have to stand up. Otherwise, all you do is you just get pushed into a corner and then you get pushed some more and, and then you get crushed up against the corner and then you get stomped on and then you get hit. And then eventually, that's not enough. So they'll go get a stick and, and start whacking on you while you're huddling in the corner just saying, please leave me alone. All I want to do is live a quiet life. This is the one of the utmost dangers of living a quiet, quiet life. I touched on solitude earlier, but really, if you cling to this notion of living a quiet life, which I understand the, de the desire for one, the draw of one, this is where it leads. 
They won't just leave you alone. We've already tried it. We're still trying it. We're moving towards just leave us alone. But we know it's not going to happen because we understand how reality really works. The more you back up, the further they chase. Exactly. This is perhaps also worthwhile. And you know, I hear this term again uh, recently, uh, separation, uh, segregation. To me, these are just words of, of all running away. And I'm certain that the people who use these terms, they, they mean it well. They have good intentions. They just, again, it's just about wanting to be left alone. But guess what? They will just follow you. Don't you believe for a moment they actually will leave you alone? That's not, the, you know, yeah, people, those with a parasitic mindset, you know, it's, it, yeah, it's, huh, it's with people who enjoy, who live off looting, right? Once they've looted a, a, looted a place dry, yeah, where do you think they're gonna go? Oh, to a place where there is more loot to be found. Guess where that is going to be? It's gonna be to those places that others have segregated away from the looters. And you know, what is then the other option? What is the best way uh, of putting a stop to it? Yeah, making these looters, uh, how shall one put it? Making these looters very uncomfortable with trying to go after you. Make them cost, you know, make the cost too great for the risk, so to say. Well, really what what we're after is peace but peace is bought in the blood of heroes there is a price for peace there is a price for the quiet life to be paid but the question is is who's paying it who's paying that price whose blood are you sacrificing so that you can sleep quietly in your bed and have your quiet little meal and enjoy your quiet little conversation in your quiet little home who is suffering who is paying the price for that quiet Exactly, it's, and that really leaves, yeah, maybe not, get, uh, maybe without getting too judgmental, still, how much then does someone who just sits by become responsible for the situation too? And we're not and trying to shame anybody, we're, we're really not, it's just, if you're going to do this, you need to understand what it is that you're not doing. Yeah, it's just the reality of the matter. It's indeed. It's not about pointing fingers at all. It never is. Not with us. But you, yeah, uncomfortable truths are there, and we are the people who, who will call them out. We will not run away from that. Others may, and that is, yeah, too bad, I suppose. But someone has to do it. Because if not, it will it will never go away. And again, <laughs> eventually, it's gonna be in your on your doorstep too, or on the doorstep of those who are just sticking to themselves. Especially yeah, I'm, I mean, I've already stepped forward, and if I could, I would offer myself up on a pyre to our enemies, so that the rest of, rest of our people could live in peace for forever until we just uh, until we cease to exist through our own efforts. If this was a possibility, I would do it. 
It's not a possibility. They might offer this possibility and be like, hey, Jeff, you step up here, stand on this pyre, and don't run away as, as we light it and you burn to death, and your people will be allowed to be your people for the rest of forever. So long as, as they exist under their own power, and, and we'll leave them the fuck alone. They might even offer that, but I know it's a lie. As soon as I would be burnt, they would turn on, on my people. Uh, there's historical context for this. There's even historical context for it, where you got one guy that steps up, people actually follow him, and then they're like, uh, okay, well, you sacrifice yourself, we'll fuck off home, and we will never invade your lands again. And they did. And the enemy never even bothered going back home, they just continued on their way, and they counted it up as a victory. So they will make these offers. Don't believe it. it. It's a lie. We have to stand up together. And sometimes the, the, the greatest noise that we can make is silence. Anybody that's ever been in a truly quiet place understands just how loud silence is. Sometimes, so like when our enemy says, white silence is violence. They're right in a way, just not the way that they mean it. If we just get together and we don't even have to go on the offense, just be quiet until they show up at our doorsteps or, or the doorsteps of, of one of our people. They pursue, then we smash it down. But we we don't have to go forward freaking screaming at them like, like maniacs, at least, in, at least currently it's not the time to do that. It's, um, it would cripple, it would cripple the freaking world. It'd cripple economics. It'd cripple food production. It, it would cripple the cities if we just stopped. Just stopped. And they won't allow us to just stop. We know that. And this would be in the pursuit of the quiet life. They would still come to our doors. Bang on our doors. Drag us out of the house by force. How many people would allow themselves to be dragged out? How many people would allow their neighbors to be dragged out? Because I just want to be left alone. We all want to be left alone. Every one of us. I've never met one of our people that didn't want to just be left alone. We are a very productive people. And... Um... That is something that we, that is a skill set we have gained to survive those winters. It's something that is handed down to us by our ancestors, to us. And the rest of the world has caught on and they want that productivity for themselves. They have to poison our people with ideologies, with politics, with uh, organized religion and several other ways, you know, consumerism is also a big one so we and also of course create uh, low trust societies and when they achieve that we become so broken down to what you might say individuals or just uh, yeah basically individuals and you know everyone here knows that is exactly what they've been pushing the individualism and all that stuff that's the point where they can just pluck us one by one pluck us uh, away one by one 
they will not be able to do that if our people actually all, you know, again, decides to just say, no, enough is enough, we're gonna stick together, and we're not gonna let anyone else be hurt. And those who have been hurt, we'll actually look after them. <laughs> Boy, man, he, dro he drops another diamond and he says, leave me alone. No, no. <laughs> I will pursue you and hound you for the rest of your days, my friend. Yeah, and, and it's, it's, we understand the desire of the quiet life. I mean, shit, we wish for a quiet life. But, unfortunately, we're not in a position where we can have that. We were not born in that time. Now, I'm not sure that time has ever actually existed. It's nice to say that it has, and we can romanticize the past, but has there ever been a time in reality where people could actually have a quiet life and not have to sacrifice somebody else for that quiet life. I don't think so. Because e even if it, the entire world was our people, uh, we're warlike. We will war with each other. We will squabble. We will fight with each other. We will pick fights with each other just because we can. So that peace comes at a price. The quiet life means a peaceful life. That comes at a price. And, and that price is generally paid by the person that doesn't have the quiet life how many people are we willing to sacrifice i mean do, do the do the tally in your head how many people would you be willing to to have die specifically so that you can have a quiet life how many lives is your quiet life worth one a thousand a million how many people must die for you to have a quiet life how many people are are you willing to have sacrificed in your name? And the price thus far for, is pretty hideous already. <laughs> Let's put it like that. Uh, it, it's a sad, but it's a harsh reality. Uh, and, and again, we we want to help people. We aren't trying to hurt people's feelings. We aren't trying to shame anybody. We aren't trying to say you are a bad person because you're not doing this thing. That's not at all what we're doing, but we do hand out the truth. And the, the truth, as Hailstorm puts it, we hand out the butt hurt by the bucket by the bucketful. We're hoping people can appreciate this. But we also understand some people are going to be offended and their, their feelings are going to be hurt. But then I have to ask, why is your feelings hurt and your, are you offended? by the truth very few people will actually say you guys are wrong usually it comes out to you guys aren't nice i have i ever once uh, we've been doing the, the podcast for about a year have i ever once said well be nice no i say be kind but never be nice and quite often kindness can be mistaken for cruelty we we try to say things that people need to hear not what they want to hear we could probably have by now 100,000 followers if we just said the stuff that people want to hear. We've had enough people in and, and, and out. We'd, honestly, if we said what everybody wanted to hear, we'd probably have 100, uh, channels with 100,000 or more people on them. But we don't. We tell people what we, what we need to hear, whether we like it or not. I mean, shit, we don't like half the stuff that we say. <laughs> people seem to forget that. We don't take joy... About in, in finding some things out 
But it's, yeah, here is the thing. Between the sweet life and the hard truth, we are these types who will go for the hard truth. Because the truth is the truth and it's that simple. Running away from it will not make it go away. It's simply not a thing. And, well, yeah. <laughs> is there anything else to be added to that? Oh, I'm sure that there is. It's just, do we actually want to say it right now? Because <laughs> there's a lot of things to say. I mean, it's it's pretty... Uh, maybe we need to loosen it up a little bit now since it's last, what, 15 minutes or something? <laughs> because it's been pretty heavy thus far. And, you know, personally at least, I have a, I, I have a good hope in all of this. I have trust in our people to do the right thing. Maybe some, yeah, maybe most of us simply need that pat on the back or uh, that little shove. And yes, some yeah. may uh, require an, an actual boot uh, up the backside. Right, and well, and some people, uh, some people, they, they want to do something, uh, but there's, they're, they're just waiting for one person to step up or they're waiting for a hundred people to step up or a thousand. Um, whatever the, the threshold is, and they're willing to step up, but this threshold just hasn't been met yet. Whether it's pressure on them or the amount of people stepping forward, one of these thresholds have not been met to push them into, into ch actively trying to change things. But I do have the utmost belief in our people, uh, faith in our people. I don't know what word to use. Um, but I know our people will not take this forever. We won't just let roll over as a as an entirety of a of a people. Just we won't just roll over and, and let this happen. Eventually, there will be a snapping point. Unfortunately, the snapping point the longer it takes to reach it, the more violent the snap is going to be. Think of like a tree breaking. Um, if a if a tree snaps early in in the bend. Um, it's not nearly as violent and as explosive as if it bends around to where the top then meets the bottom before it snaps. The more pressure that's applied before it snaps, the the worse, the more violent the explosion is going to be. And, and that's the reality of it. I understand our people as a whole, and I know that eventually this threshold will be met. But at what point is it, and what will the response be? And again, as a whole. And let's be honest, in some cases, this is going to take a lot more. And there's going to be a lot of people that go down waiting for this moment to happen. There's already been a lot of people that's gone down waiting for this moment to happen. How many people do they have to throw in prison? How many people have to... Uh, uh, Die? How many people have to be hurt, injured, uh, abused before the snapping point is reached? I don't know. But and again, I'm talking as a people, not as, not as me, not as Hans, not as Moyman, Duke Rufus, Fenrath, uh, Southern Nordic, uh, not as us as individuals, but our people. But we know, as a people, this is coming. We can feel it. Our children can feel it. I, I'm. I'm. Probably the oldest or the second oldest person and and uh, the people that I typically talk to our youth from my position our youth understand this is coming our people in their mid and low 20s our teenagers 
they feel this coming. That's actually what prompted Rome's um, Rome's utter the, the the final gasping breath of Rome as an empire. It was the youth. That's the only reason why I'm paying attention. Because once I hit my 30s, I'm like, well, this sensation I have, it might be one because I'm kind of an aggressive person anyways. Um, I might just be, be being paranoid. I'm in my 30s. Everybody from in their 30s to 50s, typically these are the people that scream and the world's going to end. So I was ignoring it. And then I noticed the 15-year-olds, the 16-year-olds, the 18-year-olds, the 20-year-olds were like, man, this shit is going tits up with a quickness. Things is getting really bad really quick. And that's what made me actually look and say, okay, maybe I'm not just crazy. Maybe there is something to this. Because if you look back through history, every time it's some old guy leading some cult saying, the world's going to end and uh, drink the Kool-Aid and we'll go to outer space or something stupid. Um, you got the stereotypical Christian guy in the, what are those called? The sandwich boards? The, the one with the board on the front and the board in the back and the, the end is nigh. You can find pictures, photographs back in the 1800s where, where this was going on, but it's always this crazed maniac and usually somebody looks like he's in his 50s or more. The only reason why I paid any attention really rather than saying, oh, huh, maybe I'm overreacting is because I noticed the, the youth is saying, oh yeah, this stuff is going bad really quick. Yeah, what kind, what kind of future are our young being given if we don't act? Does it's not looking pretty? It did not look a better. Nine out of ten people who will end up listening to this podcast, I bet you, they grew up with a very how we can call it. They grew up with the idea that, yeah, life isn't going to be all too great for me. And have known it since they were teenagers. I bet most most people who are going to end up listening to this podcast will have that thought and that feeling. Great. Some of us have been, I was just going to say, some of us have been aware longer than others. Some... It wasn't until we was directly affected. But this has happened to pretty much, like you said, if somebody's listening to the podcast, 9 out of 10 for sure has had this this experience where they're like, oh, shit. That's that's why I say things. That's why we also part of why we talk about how we need to learn how to relax and have fun. Is because th- this is very serious, but we can't just live and relax and have fun. But we need to be able to do that and step outside. And like right now, I'm standing in the doorway, so I might have a, a large echo. But I, I'm looking outside at the the bright sun and the blue sky with the clouds moving across the sky, feeling the breeze on my skin, and it's it's nice. And I can enjoy this quiet moment. A quiet moment is great. A quiet life, on the other hand, becomes dangerous. What do you think about that one, Hans? Yeah, that makes sense. You need that in life. (laughs) To just be 
have to just sit at the at the pond, maybe with an angle in the water, trying to catch some fish over jute while you're chewing on uh, a straw or whatever it is. Sun is shining. In the back, people are doing their thing, having a good time, and all you hear is the birds whistling and bees uh, flying by. But you have to understand that in that moment, well, in that moment you don't need to think about it, but afterwards, realize that that's a hard-fought moment right there. It uh, took some effort from good people who stood up for that to be possible. And guess what? We now live in a situation where those moments are going to become more rare and rarer and rarer. And they're going to be replaced with horrific scenarios. Right, well, and that's actually why part of why we shouldn't live in hatred and anger. Um, part of it is because... If we do that, and I understand why people are angry. I am angry about the things that are done. I couldn't give two fucks less about who does it. Um, yeah, because they'll all be treated equally. They want equality, there's equality. I don't give a shit who is doing these things. They will be treated equally should I have my way. Be because they've done these horrible things that actually make me angry. I don't care who did it. But... If I wallow in that, I cannot enjoy the blue clear sky. I can't enjoy when it's warm outside. Like, I think it was yesterday I was talking about it. It was warm outside, is uh, give or take 50 degrees Fahrenheit. The sky was blue, the, the, the breeze was light, and it was snowing. Like actual snow at 50 degrees. How magical is that moment? I'd be unable to appreciate that moment if I was angry all the time. But yeah, I'm still all, I, I, I am typically always doing something to the point where I have to be reminded to go have fun because it's work, 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 work. Uh, I don't even know how many hours a day. Pretty much uh, for most days, it's pretty much from the time that I wake up until the time I go to bed. And I have to be reminded to have fun, but I also still have the ability in those moments to go, wow, this is wonderful. And why? Because I'm not mad all the time. I can appreciate the quiet moment even though I don't have a quiet life. And maybe that's, maybe that's the, the key right there. I don't have a quiet life, so I can more deeply appreciate the quiet moments. Those moments, they're precious. Appreciate them. However, if you have that quiet all the time, it becomes less important. And if you have noise all the time, you can never see it when it does happen. I think that makes sense. I'm better at writing better. this stuff out than speaking. It's like, it's like uh, people get used to everything. It's just, uh, that's just what it is. People get used to everything. <laughs> So if you have too much of one thing, uh, tends to be tends to be wise to seek a bit of counterbalance to that. Um, yeah, because otherwise you may just end up in a in a cage. Could be a <laughs> could be an absolutely horrific cage, or it could be a golden one. Either way, it's still a cage. 
Right, and like one of my favorite things to do in the morning is to get up, I'll turn on the coffee pot because it's usually prepared before I go to bed. Um, so I'll get up in the morning and on the way to do my morning rituals, <laughs> I turn on the coffee pot. I wait for the coffee to brew. Then I get my cup of coffee and I step outside and we have a bush right next to the apartment that we live in. And I sit out there and I talk to the tits in the bush. And they actually seem to listen. I don't know why. Maybe it's because I have a calmer voice uh, in those moments. But they actually seem interested in me talking to them. Like they'll actually get closer and closer to me as I'm talking to them. And then they'll fly around and they'll do tit stuff. But it's just those simple moments can be the most beautiful moments. And I am not in a beautiful, physically beautiful location. Uh, you guys have seen out front of, of, of where we live at. It is not a physically beautiful location. And yet, I can still find a beautiful moment. When the squirrel comes up and sniffs my foot, and he's just checking me out like, hey, how you doing today? And then he runs off and does squirrel stuff. We, we have to be able to slow down to appreciate these quiet moments, but we cannot have a quiet life. And again, because as soon as you have, you can have quiet moments basically for free. But to have a quiet life, you must sacrifice somebody else's life for that quiet life. And it's not a one for one. It is a many for one. And this is something some of our ancestors understood and others did not. And, uh, all, you, all you have to do is look at, at history and start reading historical accounts and you'll see that this is true. Depending on where they were, where the violence was, was their reaction to it. And some were like, oh my goodness, I had no idea all this was going on until, until their village was on fire. Yeah, but that's that's the case. You know, ignorance is one thing. <clears throat> like genuinely never having the information reach your ears, that's that's one thing. But having that information in your ears and then just go, you know, shrugging your shoulders and be like, ah, oh, oh well. Well, and in some well, cases, that's literally what happened. Well, that's 500 miles from where I live. Talk to me when they get closer. And they they in some cases they knew, in other cases they didn't know. But even if, even if you're unaware, this needs to be taught to our people. Every day of peace costs somebody their life. And most likely several somebody's lives. This actually used to be a bigger topic a few years ago. You know, the, uh, a false peace. Uh, a pretend peace. That is going on. Right, and uh, right here I'm going... Uh, I unfortunately I look at the clock every time that you're talking. So if you can hold your thought for a moment on the false peace, uh, we can get to that when we come back from the commercial break. And this used to be a bigger topic with the false peace. The uh, uh, what? Where was you going with it? Yeah, this used to be a topic that uh, in circles that um, you know, I I bumped into here and there. And people calmly understanding. You know, these were just to make that sure. These were just regular folks. You know, no, no religion uh, tied them. No polit political party uh, had snatched them up or anything like. Just your your most average of people, and they would talk with you uh, calmly and say, "Yeah, it's it's we're living in a false peace." 
because the word of peace is just used to cover up the the, the criminalities that are taking place. Oh yeah, I remember yeah. that like ten years ago, ten and twenty years ago, people was talking about that, and they was talking about it before even that that this peace that we're existing or that we're experiencing is a false peace. Everybody at home is blissfully unaware. So it, it really is a lesson, even if you don't see it at your own doorstep. And, and if so, congratulations, you hit the lotto. But <laughs> you want to operate, right? Yeah. But you need to understand that this that that every day of peaceful life that you experience is paid for by somebody. Somebody is paying the price for that peace, and, and uh, there's old sayings about it. Um, like the the value of the warrior is forgotten by the farmer during peaceful times. Uh, really, it's true. the The value of the warrior is forgotten during peaceful times, and now it, things has gotten to the point where everybody has to stand up because there's just not enough warriors left that's willing to fight the fight or able to fight the fight. It's it's the way that it is. And it's because everybody's pursuing this quiet life, which should always be pursued, but never actually attained. Mm. Yeah, and, <clears throat> you know, uh, the false peace, it's not only about being unawares. It's sometimes, or most often, it's about everyone. It, it's like a... An open secret that it is uh, is not the case. But people just so desperately want to cling on to you know, to ease and to their own lives. Again, it, it really comes back down to the initial topic of yeah, just wanting to live their own lives, be left the hell alone, and they're willing to lie to themselves and to others about that. And some people go to very desperate strains to you know, to maintain those lies. Unfortunately down to the hurt of others. It is a thing. Or well, it definitely used to be a bigger topic. I think people are just losing the pretense slowly but surely though. Especially if you keep track of uh, where you see well, actual uh, protests, uh, actual violence in the streets all over. It's becoming far more difficult now to get to hold on to the lie. Right, and that's why those people are out there is because their quiet, peaceful life has been intruded upon. I mean, let's let's be honest, and this is going to get more and more prominent. I, you know, I, I wish I could wave the magical wand and everything would be fantastic and great for everybody. It doesn't exist. It, it's like pursuing the singular truth. The singular truth doesn't exist. The, the closest that you can get to a singular truth is that there are many truths laying side by side, all equally true and equally false. What is true here is not necessarily true over there. And really, even if we could wave that magic wand, we would our very own people would end up punching each other in the face because of our very own natures. It's just the way that, that it is. And the other people would end up doing the same thing. If we could divide everybody up and everybody gets their own freaking planets... Um, each group will fight with themselves. To what degree and in what way? Well, that varies broadly. But, yeah. Peace is effectively an illusion. It doesn't actually exist. The peaceful nature. Yeah, tell that to the bunny rabbit that's being swooped down on by the uh, falcon. 
Tell that to the falcon that's being jumped at by the bobcat. <laughs> Tell that to the bunny that's attacking the other bunny. <laughs> yeah, or the bunny that's attacking a falcon, because that does happen. <laughs> or a falcon will come down and bunny jumps up and just kicks it. There's not even truly peace in the grave. Different small animals will fight over your corpse. So it, it's just... It's the real, it's the the harsh reality of it. And again, we're not trying to hurt people's feelings. We're not trying to scare anybody. We're not trying to shame anybody. It's, where wherever we go, we take a bucket full of butt hurt because it's full of truth. We might get some some things wrong here and there, but it, is it really wrong if the core, if the essence of what it is, is true? Even if we don't necessarily, because we don't know everything, even if we might not necessarily understand all the possible implications of something, does it make it not true when the the, the core is still a truth? Uh, I guess we could argue about that for a few months. Well, it's like, why do I constantly go after priests? It's because when was the last time you we were supposed to have a shepherd? Because that's what priests are for the Christian church and what they're trying to mimic. They're mimicking shepherds, yeah. which means they want you kept as sheep. And who eats the most sheep? Oh, yeah, that's right, the shepherds. Well, it's like I said in my one video. Everybody's talking about how their God loves unconditionally. The only thing people tend to love unconditionally is their favorite food. Pretty much. And even there's, there's even conditions put on that. Yeah, you don't and, want it overcooked. But, you know... If we can help people build themselves up, that's actually what our goal is, is to help people build themselves up, to come to understand both the positives and negatives within themselves <clears throat> so that you guys can figure it out for yourselves. We're not here to tell you who you are, except for our people in general, um, through observation, through the stories, and then um, combining that with observation, dragging it out into the woods, beating it with a stick, we can kind of explain in general why we do the things that we do and the things that we don't do, um, whether it's a, got a positive expression or a negative expression. And what's positive and negative? It's a matter of opinion. Because uh, according to um, who would call us enemy and who we call enemies, um, according to, from their perspective, we are very detrimental. We are very negative. We are very uh, uber bad, evil. Uneducated. Uneducated, yes. Just get an education. Well, teach me. Well, that's not my job. Retarded crypto-atheists. Right. That's another one. Um, but we, we say the same thing about them. I understand why it is that they're doing the things that they're doing. It's the same reason that we're doing the things that we're doing. But the expression varies widely. Very widely. We all want to basically be the hero. We want to be the good guy. We, we want to be admired. We want to be loved. This is things that our people want. They think that they can get all that through the things that they're doing. And in my opinion, they're willing to sacrifice us to do it. Um, we can actually say the same thing about what it is that we're doing and why we're doing it. Um, is we want to be the hero. We want to be the good guy. We want to be loved. We want to be appreciated. And we are willing to sacrifice them to, to do what we view as best for our people. Now the question comes into, well, who, who considers who their people? 
so that that's kind of our gist is to get down to who we are as a people and this is expressed through our folklore through our gods through our our wide variety of stories it's it's we can see it through our history all these things unite all the hyperboreans this is these are the the reasons that we do the things that we do very few people ever woke up in the morning and steepled their fingers and twirled their their little mustache and said ha what evil deeds might I do today? Those people might have existed, but they're they're the extreme mi- minority. That'd be the the exception to the rule, if you will. Most people wake up and they probably don't even think about heroism. They just want to get through the day in general. But they prefer to get through the day and people say, you know what, you're a pretty good guy. You know what, you're a pretty good woman. You're a pretty good girl. That's kind of the, the bulk of... The, the extent, if you think about it, of where most of our days go, regardless of which side of the situation that you're standing on, we just want to get up, make it through the day, and have somebody think that we're a good person. I'm sorry, did I kill chat? What happened? Super quiet. It's, uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Bit of like, issues, I think. Am I still sounding all right? Uh, yeah, you you, you got the fly in your fan thing going on. Uh, I figured I was trying to fix it. <laughs> ah, okay. Well, go ahead, go ahead and, and take a moment to, to fix it. And um, yeah, I really wish that we could all have the quiet life. I, I really do. I truly wish that we could. And we, but we can have quiet moments. Relish the quiet moments. Because life, really, it shouldn't be quiet. It should be noisy and chaotic. It shouldn't be what it is today, but it should be noisy and chaotic. It should be a little bit painful so that we can appreciate the lack of pain. Well, not only that, you without pain or struggle or conflict, you can't grow. I mean, just like you can, your uh, muscles and your bones get stronger with micro-fractures, mm-hmm. it's the same for our emotions. And sometimes there's deeper our emotions in our psychology. Sometimes there's deeper wounds. But in the end, if you avoid conflict, you are just making yourself weaker. So why is it always these strong, individ- these strong barbarians, quote-unquote, that come and sack the empire? Well, and why can they laugh the loudest? They cry the hardest, and they laugh the loudest. Why? It's because it's because you can't actually become entirely comfortable in your life because it's pointless. If you end up basically getting everything you want, then you got nothing that you wanted. Right. It's like that kind of like that thing. Um, if 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 you have a thing that is everything, that thing actually becomes nothing. Yeah, it's a, a god of everything is a god of nothing. Yeah. And, and it, it can apply to more than just a, a god. It can apply to a tool. This tool does everything that you'll ever want a tool to do. Except for it does all those things extremely poorly. Because it isn't even at, at that point actually a tool. Yeah, like uh, where I work, they sell an axe. This oh. axe, it has many different things you can do with it. None of which it does well. Yeah. 
You, you remember that axe, don't you? I do. I do. And that, that's not even the worst version of that that I've seen where it's an axe, it's a saw, it's a knife, it's a hammer, it's a can opener. It's a it's a wrench. Yeah, it's a wrench because I forgot about the wrench part of it. It's a screwdriver. Uh, it's got all these attachments on it to the point where it becomes utterly useless when really all you need is an axe. But, uh, you know... When, when we grieve and we mourn, it is time to grieve and mourn. But when we laugh, we should be able to laugh and fully with everything that we are. And we can laugh because we understand sorrow. We can laugh because we understand anger. We get angry because we understand laughter and joy. Because we understand heartbreak. Well, and I've noticed that one of the reasons that it can get really, really bad like it is now is people will see the problems, but they don't want their quiet life damaged. Right. It's like um, my dad, for instance, or my mom, or pretty much anyone from my hometown. They're content. And they refuse to let that contentedness go away. They will not go against the pack. They will not... Well, for them, it's a herd. They won't go against the herd... They won't go upstream. They won't actually look into things. They are content with doing the minimal. And I find that a depressing thought, but it's what I've noticed. You can present... Because, for instance, I've uh, tried to show my family, like, Farmlands, the documentary on the South American farm murders. They didn't say they wouldn't watch it because it was racist or anything. This is why they said they wouldn't watch it. Because it was too depressing. They know what's going on. They actively choose to deny it. Right, so that they can have that quiet life. They are willing to sacrifice these people so that they can have a quiet life. And, uh, uh, again, I'm not going to name drop, but uh, somebody mentions that they've lived a quiet life and it has been very boring and depressing. Um, looking at people being attacked and doing nothing. And the, the thing is, is that, uh, and there's a lot of people in that position where they haven't really done anything and they've lived a quiet life. Um, and that doesn't make them bad people. That's not at all what we're saying. But it does mean that they're not great people. Well, and it's good to get contrast. Yet. Yet. Because once you recognize it, then you might be inclined to actually do something about it. Well, someone having a quiet life is not bad. Someone willing to de destroy someone or let someone be destroyed... Because they, so they can keep their quiet life, that's a different level. Like the people that will, you know, like the Karens that start screaming at people to wear a mask and call the cops and all this. Because their normality is being challenged simply by your very existence. Well, and, and, and here's the thing too is there's some quiet people, uh, there's some people out in the world that have quiet lives. And they're, uh, because Hans brought that, this up before. Uh, when I was talking about in ancient times, they might be completely unaware of what's going on. Um, they're not bad people just because they live quiet lives. And, yeah, because they don't realize what's being sacrificed for their quiet life. And it's because they've never thought about it. What is the price of my quiet, peaceful life? What is going on that creates this situation where I can have a quiet, peaceful life and people leave me alone and I... When I have conversations, they're just pleasant, friendly conversations. Uh, uh, 
simply because it doesn't occur to them that somebody somewhere has to pay the price for that quiet life. Exactly. Um, there's actually something the Amish do because the Amish, for all intents and purposes, have somewhat of a quiet life. Yes. Um, but they have a tradition with their... Uh, well, I was going to say, on the plus side, they understand that there is a price for that quiet yes, life. Yes, they do. And they are perfectly willing to pay that sacrifice. Yes, and they have rooms spring up. Yes. So, so you're not just forced to stay. You can also have the option of leaving. You're given an option. You go out into the world. You basically have a walkabout. And you basically make your own way and try to live as you can. And then you can come back or you can leave. But that, that decision is final. So it's, do you prefer modernity or did you prefer your quiet life with the community? And actually they have a really high uh, retention rate. Yes. Well, and again, it's because they're, they're not set up with lavish quarters. They're, they're set up with just enough to exist. So they, they can go out and they can get the job. They don't have to, but they can go out and they can get the jobs um, to then excel themselves. I think it's a year so that they could actually get some kind of job and save up for a year and then go on and do their thing. So they aren't fed to the wolves. But during this time, um, basically they're shown, they're shown the wolves. And, and I don't like using wolves as a negative metaphor because it's... it's the big bad wolf doesn't exist, but that's besides the point. You guys get the the, the poetics of it. They're, they're shown that the life that they grew up with isn't all that there is. And that there is a price to be paid on both sides of this line for that more peaceful life. It's not even, because they don't actually live quiet lives either. Well, it's like um, people that have hundreds of thousands of dollars in a city. So they think it's really nice to live there and they and I'm not trying to make anyone feel guilty if you're that successful, congratulations. Right, you you're lucky. But um they perceive the city as a great place to live because they can afford to do everything in a city, but a lot of people that live in a city they can't even afford to go to the movies. Right. Well, that's one of the complaints cuz uh I've laughed about that with people when I first uh came to the city is everybody in the country thinks that you live in the city, you can go to the movies all the time, you can do this all the time and do that all the time, don't even realize what little there is to do in a city. And the fact that in a city, generally, if you don't have a hundred bucks in your pocket, you do nothing. Well, not only that, um, the specific kinds of entertainment you can get in a city are, uh, they're catering to a very specific clientele. Mm -hmm. uh, either extremely specifically in some dark corner somewhere, or, you know, like bars. But there's fewer and fewer of those like Irish pubs and stuff that, or ta or like a good old fashioned American tavern, and more and more of those hip bars, or just basically come in, drink, and get the fuck out. Right, and everything costs money. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> basically almost everything in the city is geared towards expensiveness, uh, lavish luxury items, and um, drugs and alcohol. Mm -hmm. Which, in reality, is anything but a quiet life. Yes. So, meh. Well, there's no such thing as quiet. Because, like, I'll admit, like, I, I will listen to music or put something on my phone, a movie or something, when I'm going to bed. Because 
And this is specifically... Because the city's so loud. Yeah, the city's too loud. You can hear the sirens, you can hear the cars, you can hear the neighbors with their... Uh, well, shoot, just walking around, even if they're quiet. Most people have at least one belligerent neighbor. We're probably the belligerent neighbor, honestly. <laughs> True. <laughs> because everybody in our building knows our, our thoughts, political, uh, re- uh, religious, if you want to call it that. They, they know who we are. Um, so we're probably the belligerent neighbor, but... Even if they're quiet, there's still, just due to proximity, there is no such thing as quiet in, in the in the city. And it, really, there's very little such thing as quiet even in the country. Because you got frogs breeding season. Oh my goodness, they get just absolutely belligerent with their breeding. <laughs> it's like going into a, uh, it's like going into a middle school dance. <laughs> oh, God's. Yeah. yeah, but uh, yes, and really, there, I wish that we could all have a quiet life, but it's it's not going to happen. And if you have one, appreciate it now while it's quiet. Understand that quiet is not going to last forever, and that somebody else is paying the price for it. So then, if you do have it, really appreciate it. Really, truly learn to appreciate it. Which I guess is kind of the point, is don't don't pursue a quiet life when something naughty is happening happening directly in front of you. You must then step up and do something. If you're right there, you must definitely step up and do something. Otherwise, at that point, I will say shame on you. If you turn your back, somebody's getting mugged and they're right in front of you and you turn your back on them, shame on you. However, if they're across the country and they're getting mugged, there is fuck all that you can do about it. But understand that this is happening, so appreciate your quiet life. My life, uh, well, Ike seems to think that my life has been very exciting. The bulk of my life, I have actually pursued a quiet life. Just leave me alone, let me do what it is I want to do. I'm going to go through the motions. I'm going to enjoy what I can enjoy while I can enjoy it. With very brief moments of, oh, fuck, I'm going to die. Yes. uh, If anyone has actually listened to a lot of the podcasts and heard the tidbits of CG's life, he sounds like he's from a fairy tale. (laughs) Uh, Only not. I lived it. It's not that fairy tale-ish. Well, neither are fairy tales. Everyone forgets that fairy tales are usually obscenely violent. Yes. But, yeah, my life has been... um, in general, it's been a quiet life. With very brief moments of, oh, fuck, I'm going to die. Um, and because I, I think really I can really enjoy the quiet moments because people will say, well, don't you get bored? I never get bored. Is Nope, I don't understand boredom. I did when I was a kid. But as I got older, um, yeah, I don't get bored anymore. I, I can... I can Sit somewhere all day and do nothing, and I am not bored. I can do it day after day after day after day and not get bored. I don't get bored because I understand, oh, fuck, I'm going to die. So I I, I just appreciate the quiet moments, knowing that they're not going to last forever. I appreciate the, the quiet moments, knowing that somebody else is not having a quiet moment. And I thank them for it. So that I can have this quiet moment. So I can have this quiet period of my life. We need to understand that. That other people are paying the, the price for our quiet moments. So we should actually cherish them. 
but not at the expense of what we see in our face. If it's something happening directly in front of us, we need to step up. We, we need to be the hero in that moment. Um, because in um, the movie, uh, what, what the hell is it? Uh, Deadpool, the shiny guy, the metal guy. Uh, he talks Colossus, about, I think. Yeah, he talks about five moments. I, I think he's. I think it's five moments. But a hero, uh, a hero, uh, when he brushes his teeth, he's not heroically brushing his teeth. <laughs> when he takes a crap, he's not heroically taking a crap. But there's five moments in a person's life where they can choose to be a hero or not. And basically what is the opposite of the hero? It's a coward. So you're choosing in these five moments of your life, am I a hero or am I a coward? And don't don't worry, if you haven't chosen heroism yet, if you live long enough, those five moments will happen again. Because that's like minimal, five times. It's probably five times in a year. You have the choice of be a hero or be a coward. Uh, what was that, Hans? Because uh, I don't hear the fly in your mic this time. Because I managed to fix it then, I think. Yeah, it's... Hmm. The concept of heroes uh, of today, you know, in their, in their spandex, you know, with their capes and all of that nonsense, it's, it's kind of ridiculous, really. No, heroism... It's not even about being a, a badass on a battlefield. Heroism comes in small acts too. And that doesn't make them any less valiant. Uh, it's not because the deed isn't particularly known either that it is any less valiant either. Uh, and that's... Um, because even if nobody else knows, you yourself know. <clears throat> that's a character building moment. As sure as is doing the opposite. Although, I would argue, you know, doing the opposite of heroism, um, it's a character degrading quality. <laughs> yeah. A character degrading act. Well, and, and the, hero, the heroic moments, yeah, like you said, it doesn't have to all be spandex and, and uh, waving capes. It can be something as simple as a child falls down, scrapes his knee, and you stay calm. You don't rush over to the child, you stay calm. And you walk over and you show the child that their knee isn't really hurt. Um, or what to do. Yes, I understand it hurts, but it's okay. And this is what we do about the hurt knee. And, and don't cry because it will feel better. And I understand that it hurts right now. But save the tears for when... Save the tears for when something actually does hurt. Because you only get so many tears in your life. That's a heroic moment to that child. It can be something as simple as walking in and giving your wife a hug. And to be that person for someone else, for others in general. Now there, there is something to pursue. <laughs> and I guess, and <clears throat> I guess it plays back into the initial topic is that. We have to, you know, all of us, not just, not just the Tau CGM myself. No, all of us will have to be that exemplary 
for those who want to just sit on their sofa. That is, um, yeah, some of them will not appreciate it, but many good people will do. And a lot of good will follow from that, guaranteed. Big or small doesn't matter. Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> I would almost dare say that would have been a, a nice way to end it. <laughs> well, I was going, I was going to say, um, yeah, we're into the last, into the last few minutes. So, um, because some of the other recordings ran a little bit long, so this is a slightly shorter segment, but, um, yeah, pretty much. I, I got myself all worked up. I'm emotionally, uh, raw at the moment so I'm ready to get out of here if, uh, unless you guys got something else to say otherwise we can say our goodbyes well I wasn't here for most of it but it sounds like you guys had a good topic um, I'll go ahead and say this smile at your neighbors say hi tell a beautiful woman she looks pretty uh, if you're female especially tell a young man that he looks strapping and handsome encourage no, people skip the handsome and tell them that he's beautiful because men never hear that and just keep just put out little lights out there you know it's like that old, uh, saying from Gandalf it's not the grand gestures it's all the little acts of kindness the little lights that actually keep things going that actually beat back the darkness the thing that they've done to win is not that they've killed great acts of kindness or great acts of heroism. They have done that to an extent. It's that they've stopped the ability of people to actually do these little acts of kindness. Do you take your mail to your neighbor? Do you learn the bus driver's name? Do you, uh, do you go to the places that need to go to? Do you pick up litter? Do you hug the people you love? Do you kiss your wife and tell her she's beautiful? Do you kiss your husband and tell him how much he means to you? Do you tell your son that you're proud of him? Do you tell your daughter that you're proud of her? Do you tell your mom and your dad that you're happy that they're their mo your mom and their dad? And maybe these don't always apply to everybody. I'm not married. I don't have a wife to tell her that she's beautiful and what she means to me. But these little acts of kindness. Like everything, everyone tries to fix things with grand sweeping gestures. Start a folk economy. Start... But it's the little things. If you don't have the little things, then there's nothing for the big things to stand on. We have to start doing the little things again. So thank you to everybody that listens to us. And be great. And thank you for all the encouragement you give us. It means a lot. And we hope we've been able to help you as well. Tau out. I can't cop I can't top that. No, I'm <laughs> <even going. laughs> uh, what I will say though is maybe one final quick point. Uh, that someone brought up to me. There are those who live these lives by themselves because they think that's the way to survive. But it isn't. Because it will be snatched away from you if, there are, if nobody else stands up to get in the way. 
and it's not going to happen. We all have to do it ourselves. And we can, and we will see things through. Just going to make work of it. You, you know, again, I'm going to point at Hamdallah's uh, home and anything attached to it. It started with three guys who just said, you know what, we're just going to, we're just going to throw ourselves in there. Look around. It's not exactly a castle on top of a mountain, but it's already pretty solid. There is a lot of outreach that has happened. There is a lot of uh, um, vile characters that have shown up and have been sent to door again. And there is a lot of good people that didn't even know where to land that found a place here. They then have been given direction to do the right thing. It's going to become better with each passing week, each passing month. It's going to be in something new that we have achieved. Even if it is just another few people that have come in and said, this makes sense. I found home here. And we just have to keep on doing that. Keep on going. That's the way forward. And that's where I'm going to leave it for today. You all have a good one. Bye-bye. All right. Um, I want to let the lava audience know that what I've had up on the screen the entirety of the show, that's the, the cover for the new Europe and Diaspora that's coming out here and the next very short because uh, me and Eighth Wolf we've been working tirelessly on it and we've got almost the entirety of it done now we have to finish up one article do one or two more pages and then we can get it out to the uh, the publisher so I hope everybody um, enjoys what it is that, that we're putting together what it is that we're creating and uh as soon as it gets to the publisher, we'll let you guys know. As soon as we're told that it's available for sale, we'll let you guys know. Keep an eye out for it. Hopefully you guys know before even we know. Um, but overall with the show, um, the danger of a quiet life, we covered that in detail. If you have a quiet life or, or quiet moments, don't be apologetic about that. Be grateful be grateful for that quiet life because you're never put in a position of having to choose of make that choice if you can have that quiet moment be thankful that you have that quiet moment appreciate it appreciate the price that's paid for that so that you can truly enjoy the moment the magic the glory of just a quiet moment um, and then on that on that note I'm going to uh, uh, also remind everybody because tomorrow's Friday I believe so there's going to be the Sisters of Eos it's going to, uh, so far as I'm aware uh, Maya is still uh, really occupied with her homestead getting that going etc and so it's going to be uh, Hailstorm and probably us guys again but she's going to lead the conversation um, so that it takes more of a feminine bent. Uh, so she's going to represent all the females in the world. So make sure to join us tomorrow. Um, that's going to be at noon Eastern. And always remember that we are the gods of the future.
Oh, thank you.